Hey, we know you've been waiting for Wine Wednesday. And it's finally here. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast, where for some reason we have decided to overshare with y'all every week. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. We are here to talk about everything going on in our lives, from our wellness journeys, relationships, everyday struggles, pop culture, and so much more. Oh man, Steph. Episode, sorry, episode, episode 105, but two Years of WOM. Happy two-year WOM-aversary. I am so lucky to share this journey and anniversary with you, Laura. I just can't believe it's been two years. Does it even feel... We reminisce on this all the freaking time <laughs> because newsflash, it's good to be proud of your like achievements and things you do in life. So yes. we are like examples of being proud of yourself. It's okay. But also like two years of this. I'm really proud of us. I'm and just, I'm having so much fun. It is. It's fun. And we always said we're only going to do it if we're having fun. So as long as you're still hearing this episode, we're still having a good time. Yeah. We thank- felt like, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, thank you all oh. for going along on this journey with us and listening every week and, you know, in- interacting with us on our social media channels and making this like a fun place for people to come and hang out with us every week. Um, We just have a blast and it's in large part because of you guys that listen. Yeah, it was, um, we're definitely so thankful for you guys and we felt like today was a good day to go have some brunch to celebrate. Oh my God, best brunch ever. We did have a wonderful brunch with some wine cocktails. Now we've popped open another bottle of champagne. Which Laura has a PSA about that. I do? Oh, (laughs) that the entire bottle fits perfectly in two glasses. And two glasses, the entire bottle. Like, but we're only having a glass each. But the place that we went was so cool. Laura will tell you more about it because she's been more times than I have. This is my first time I've been. But I just want to share. They have, like, a tagline slogan thing that they, like, you can get, like, a bumper sticker on your way out. And it says, drinking wine at lunch is not a crime. And we're just here to tell you it's not. So it's okay. (laughs) So this place, it's called Pastino's. They have a lot of locations I think they started in Arizona, so that's where most of the locations are. But they definitely, I think, have some in, like, Denver or something. I don't know. So check their website. See if they might have one near you. But I always said, anytime I would go, because, like, at the time, like, I had a best friend that lived out in Arizona. And it was Postino Wine Bar was always the place I wanted to go. They have this thing called a, like, bruschetta boards. And they have, like, 10, 15 different flavors And you get to pick, like, four. And they bring you, like, four giant pieces of toast that have, like, we got, what did we get? We got one that had, like, an artichoke spread on it. And it was, like, a warm artichoke spread. It was so good. We had, like, a prosciutto with um, some kind of cheese. I'm blanking right now. I know. It was, like, mascarpone. And, like, a fig jam. Yes. So good. And then there was, but, yeah, there's just different kinds with, and they all have, like, a different cheese and, like, either a meat or a topping of some sort. Like, we had one that had pistachios. Pistachios. I made it sound so fancy. She's so fancy. Pistachios and fig, like chunks of fig on like a ricotta, and those were. Oh. I'm so full, and I'm getting hungry all I know. over again. <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, I've like always been obsessed with this place, and I remember every time I'd go, I'd be like, "This place would do so well in Orange County." Well, like a couple weeks ago, I'm just like laying in bed, like scrolling Instagram, when I like stumbled on their Instagram, and it said like something about now open in Irvine and I was like what like how we're going and I like I was like this better not have been open for a long time and I didn't (laughs) know it and so sure enough it's it opened like a week before Christmas and I told Steph I was like 
my favorite wine bar from Arizona is now here in Orange County. We have to go. So I was like, I was like, I'm in. We had made totally different brunch plans. And then like yesterday afternoon, I was like, wait, I was like, can we go to the wine bar? Cause I really want to take you there. <laughs> so, but it's like awesome. Like their entire wine menu, like it doesn't matter what wine, like all their wines are $6 before five every day of the week. So even on Saturday, like this yeah. is the Saturday that we're recording. We showed up at 11 in the morning, like kind of brunchy time, $6 glasses of wine for any wine on the menu that they serve by glass. Six dollars a glass. If you're, you can't find that anywhere. And if you're more into beer, six dollar pitcher. A pitcher for craft beer. Yeah. I'm like, okay, PSA, we are hopeful that this might be a future yeah. meetup place. The whole time we were sitting there, we we're like, this would definitely be a good one meetup. Yeah. So we will be reaching out to them to see if they will work with us. But highly recommend. Um, one thing, Steph, I wanted to bring up. Have you and Jordan been talking, like, I feel like this has been getting brought up at my work. Jeff and I have been talking about it, the whole chat GPT thing. Yes. So first heard about it from Jordan. Like, he was like, so Jordan asked me because I work in higher education. He was like, hey, there's this thing called chat GPT. Have you heard of it? I'm like, no, what is it? He's like, I'm so surprised you haven't heard about it because you work at a college. and." And just, and then he started telling me what it's about. And he's like, so you haven't heard about it? And I'm like, well, I don't work on the instruction side at the college, so I haven't. But it's so funny because this week I sent him a screenshot. It was faculty flex day. So we have no classes. We had no classes last Thursday. All the faculty have like all these training sessions they go to. And one of the sessions um, was about chat GPT in the classroom. And so this, it was so funny. I sent it to Jordan and I'm like, this is exactly what he was like. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. And I'm like, now we're hearing about it. That's so funny. Um, So yeah, basically if you don't know what it is, it's like AI has been like, really big I feel like lately there's been like that whole AI thing where it like looked at pictures of you and it like made other pictures of you I don't know I didn't do it like people were complaining about it at my work that it was like stealing art from people and stuff so I just like didn't give into it but I was tempted but anyways AI has been like such a big thing lately and then there's this new thing called chat GPT that they basically trained this model that interacts in like a conversational way and it's like full-on dialogue like I've heard like some crit like I was listening to another podcast this last week that was talking about it and there was like a story where it was like almost like scary like it was somebody saw it on like a TikTok or something and like because it does it like talks back and forth with you and so I haven't played with it too much but I was like you know I'm gonna ask it I was like so can you write an intro for my podcast wine over matter we talk about weight loss pop culture and relationships that's all I said to it and it wrote us an intro for the podcast and I'm like um, should we be, I know we just did a new intro for like our two year anniversary. This is kind of great. But I was like, this is kind of fabulous. Okay, wait, can you read it? Yeah. In, so in I your saved intro it. voice. I saved it. Okay, so. go for it. All right. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast, the podcast where we raise a glass to the things that matter most in life. Join us as we navigate the ups and downs of weight loss, delve into the latest pop culture trends and explore the complexities of relationships. Whether you're sipping a full-bodied red or a crisp white, we invite you to pour yourself a glass, kick back, and join in on the conversation. Grab a bottle, settle in, and let's raise a glass to the things that make life worth living. I love it. I have goosebumps. Okay. goosebumps. <laughs> because all you said, all, all she said is, can you write an intro for my podcast? It's called Wine Over Matter, and we talk about weight loss, pop culture, and relationships. And it came up with that? Yeah, so to be fair, Jeff had actually asked it, Okay, he said, can you write an intro for my podcast? And it wrote an amazing one. So then he did it for me. And all he said was, can you write an intro for my podcast, Wine Over Matter? 
and it wrote a great podcast intro, but it was just strictly about wine. It didn't know what we so talked about. So I was about. like, okay, I need to give it cues. So that's why I said, write an intro for my podcast. These are the th- like top three things we talk about. And I like read it and I was like, this is amazing. It's Okay, it is so smart. So this came up in conversation a few days ago at work with my boss. I was telling my boss about it. She has not, she's a boomer. She's not talked, she's not heard about this. And so I'm telling her and she's kind of like looking at me like that's crazy. But also like we have a lot of areas of improvement with communications that we can do um, at my work and our website's one of them. Like our website, every single page is written by humans and every single page is written by a different human. So nothing mm-hmm. sounds the same. That's mm-hmm. that's higher ed for you. We don't have a webmaster in higher ed, you know? Sure. And so she she's like, okay, our goal is to make like our information friendlier and more equity minded. And I'm like, cool, I'm just gonna take little examples from our website, plug it in and say, can you please make this sound more friendly yes. and equity minded? And it does. Oh, really? Yes. It's my. And so I have a friend at work who is working on a special project right now. She works with um, dreamers. So the students that yep. are here, you know, they don't they are not legally here. They were born here, but, you know, they're not legal here. And um, she's she's working on the language to make it more inviting for them to come to school because there's a lot of fear. Like there's a yeah. lot of fear for those students that like ice might show up and like take them away or something. So I'm meeting with her next week to ch- teach her chat GPT and how to do this. And then I have friends that work in real estate who have used chat GPT to write their real estate listings for them. And oh. like, just, this is insane how smart this is. It is so yes, I mean, I haven't played with it as much as I want to, but the little I have, I'm like, this is so good. Well, the fact that it's on amazing. first try, it wrote an intro like that. Like it, I know. it just knows how to write a podcast intro. Was, like, yeah, so good. It's insane. Um, we, I want to hear like, have, have any of you used ChatGPT in your jobs? Have any of you played around with it? Do you guys know what it is? Like, I'm so curious what this can do and what it has done. Um, for you in your personal lives, job, side hustle, whatever. Um, I just think it's the coolest thing. I do think it's one of those things that, like, as cool as it is, there's also a lot of, um, like, obviously, like, on the instruction side of education, the fact that this can write you a paper, you can go in and say, That's can you write I me a paper? That's where I think it's going to be the issues. Is- because there's, like, Jordan was telling me there's something about how, like, it won't say the same thing twice or something. So, like, it, there won't be a plagiarism And I'm issue, sure if you said, or- can you write a thousand words, like, if you, like, gave it, like, strict Specifics. guidelines, it'd be like, sure. <laughs> Stephanie's very distracted <laughs> by Penny right now. She's, like, looking at me like, you are right, Auntie. This chat GPT thing for education is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's mind-blowing. We are living in just the craziest times, technology-wise. Just the fact that we have a podcast and, like, talk and about our lives every week and put it out and, you know... All of you listen to it is just mind like Maybe mind we blowing should be in itself. Asking um, ChatGPT for like topic ideas. Can you please record <laughs> an hour and five minute episode talking about? Can you imagine? We should just put one out just yeah. for the hell of it. For like a bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll just read exactly what yeah. it said. We. Oh my god, I love it. Um, but before we actually get ahead of ourselves, before we forget, let's not forget to remind everyone we are coming up in a couple of weeks. Meet up Saturday, March 18th, Brewery X in Anaheim. Tickets are 10. We haven't discussed this. Can we do like a deal or something? Let's do a deal. Um, you have to come up with it on the spot, though. Shit. Wait, well, last time didn't we, we do did. a friend bring deal? bring a friend deal. Um, yeah, check our social media. We're going to post something. <laughs> we haven't thought of it yet. Bring a friend. Um, yeah, you and your friend for $15. 
I love it. Buy one, get one half off. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing that. a BOGO so, deal. So, so to, right now it's typically come for $10, but if you want to bring a friend or find somebody else who's going, you guys can get your tickets together and $15. But yeah, just go. I have it linked in the description of this episode. We have it in our link in our bio on Instagram. We have it all over the place for more info. Um, and I'm just going to go a little like rogue right now. We don't have notes on this or anything, but I've shared a couple times on my social media um, this past week about a podcast episode that I listened to with Kelsey Ballerini, where she talks about the divorce that she went through. And um, she talks a lot about what she gained from the divorce. And one of the things was female friendships and how important that is. And I'm just going to say we've had this conversation here on the podcast before, but if you're new, Laura and I know each other because of Instagram. That's how we're friends. We're not friends from high school. We haven't known each other our whole lives. Like we had to put ourselves out there on social media and then put ourselves out there to show up to things and meet each other. And I have multiple other friends in my life right now that I've met that way by having to show up to a meetup solo the first time and put myself out there and be nervous. But I have female friendships because of it that I yep. didn't have before, and it's really, really important and life-changing. So I guarantee you will meet friends by coming, um, including Laura and I. So we're just so excited to have you there and really hope you can come. All right. It's going to be fun. So excited. Question for you. Yes. Do you treat Venmo like your own social media? Yes. Why is that so weird? All I know is every time I get a Venmo or I send a Venmo that isn't private, I get a notification that Stephanie liked my Venmo. I was like, is this? And it's like always like the same day. I'm like, is this going scroll Venmo? Okay, in my defense, yeah. Okay, so yes. <laughs> but in my defense, the ones that I like are the people Venmoing you for the meetup. No, you've liked other ones too, I feel like. I feel like you'd have to show me. But okay. I, but anybody that I've noticed that's going to the meetup and Venmo's for the meetup, I'm like, I make an effort to yes, like. Yes, okay. But yes, I do. So <laughs> I, I have an order. Like when I'm just sitting, like when I sit on the couch finally at the end of a day or something and I pull up my phone, like I have an order of like least exciting to most exciting that I go to. You like I know Venmo I'm going to on that list. Yeah. That's insane. I never open a Venmo except to send or receive a Venmo. And here's the thing. I don't even know why I do because it's not even that exciting. <laughs> like, I like I feel like if I was in college or something, it'd constantly be like, Venmoing you for drinks last night. Venmoing you for half of a burrito. Venmoing you for like... And like, there's days where I'll go by where I'm like, nobody's Venmoed anything. Why am I here? <laughs> there's. It's funny because you do some sometimes like see something. For example, about two weeks ago... I was on, so I have a guy that I dated prior to Jeff that he shows up in my Venmo. So we must like be friends on Venmo. I don't even know. But it showed like, it like the, it was, cause you know, like your caption was like wedding photographer, like deposit or whatever. So then I like click and I'm like, what? And then I like click and then I'm like seeing like all these deposits. I was like, oh, he's getting married too. <laughs> like, I had no idea. And I was it's, just seeing that he was making all these like payments for like wedding deposit stuff. It's so funny. So my Venmo is public because I'm nosy and I want to go through other people's. So <laughs> I want other people to go through mine. <laughs> but like most people's are not public. Like Jordan's is not. Um, one of my other close friends, not my sister's is not like most people keep their Venmo private and it drives me crazy. I'm like, I need to know what you're spending your money well, on. And it's it's not very even, much my and business. it's usually pretty cryptic. Like most people aren't like oh, yeah. very like, 
this is for blah blah blah. Like yeah. usually it's like an emoji or whatever. But I um I mean I use Venmo almost daily. But whether I'm giving or receiving, like I use Venmo like I crazy. feel like at this point in my life, it's just me being like, oh, cool. Like, they're doing this. Like, they want here. Like, she's paying him back for this or whatever. But I feel like if I had Venmo 15 years ago, I would have spiraled with Venmo. If I would have, like, logged onto Venmo and seen that my friend was here with this person paying yeah. for this, but I would, like, I would and be, I like, I would be such a hot mess. And now I'm just, like, I use Venmo, like, A, to be nosy, to be, like, ooh, this person's doing this or whatever, yeah. or to be, like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, yeah. they're <laughs> doing this. Um, but, yeah, I definitely use Trent. Venmo, like, so I've been meaning to bring that up for like a couple weeks. You know what's funny though is you are the remember. only one I think that I like things on, oh, okay. and I'm pretty sure it's just been meetup stuff. I feel like you've liked some like me, unless Annie it's been funny or, or something. something, and that's possible. I don't know. I just had to bring it up. So Annie, I remember one time Annie Venmoed you. I think it was for our last meetup, and I was so confused at first because the way that she wrote the Venmo comment was like mind but it was like a brain or something oh yes and then it was like over i forgot what she did and i was like having the hardest time figuring oh it was like a wine glass and then a brain or something and i was like what what is this and then i was like oh she's been going for the wine ever matter yeah. <laughs> that's so clever yeah, it was a wine glass and then something i don't remember what she I think it was like over. the exploding brain or something and then yeah i don't know I do very know clever that. though very good so you do not use it for social media? No. Like, you don't ever just when I, scroll? Only if I'm in Venmo for... I'm, like, never going to Venmo to just look around. Okay. But when I'm there, It's I very look. much a waste of my time. Because <laughs> it's not like it's that hot of, like, a social media where there's that much to scroll through. Yeah. So it's very much a waste of my time. But yes, I do. <laughs> Penny's, like, dying to be a guest on today's episode. Penny, do you have something to say? Oh. She's been, like, sitting here oh, right baby. between us, like... Hello, either give me attention or let me be involved. She's like, eggplants are my favorite and so are bully sticks. <laughs> Everyone's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so we got an article. I don't. Was it sent to you or on our WAM page? I want to say it was our WAM page. Okay. Tell us a little about it because you were the one who brought this up. So it was an article from thecut.com and it was um, titled, Do You Know How... Oh, was it from thecut.com? It- well, so it's from... Um, I'm like rereading yeah, it now. <laughs> yeah. It's from New York Mag, but Reposted New York Mag has like, I think the cut is a branch off of New York gotcha. Mag. Gotcha. I think. But when I pulled up the article on my own, when I was searching for it, it pulled it up on the cut. So I'm not sure which. And so the title of it was, Do You Know How to Behave? And I was like, what's this about? So I click on it and this is the description it gives. So it says etiquette. It's hard, often awkward, and rarely intuitive. And yet it's the fabric of our society. We at New York Magazine asked asked ourselves and others what specific kinds of interactions and situations made us most anxious, afraid, uncertain, ashamed. And from there, we made this, our exhaustive, decisive guide to texting, tipping, ghosting, hosting, and generally existing in polite society today. So we looked at it, and this... There's 140 of them. We will post the article. Like, there's 140 different etiquette topics And it's so crazy when you think about it because so many of these things, like, we know, right? And it's like, oh, my God, how much pressure we have to, like, show up with etiquette and be polite and all of these things. So we broke it down into a – there's multiple categories on here. We broke it down into a few, and we're going to share a few of the things and kind of just banter back and forth on some of them. 
Um, but definitely check out the article because it's very, very good. Yes, we will share it. Um, I'll try to link it in the description, but we'll definitely be posting it in our stories this week. But um, let's start with our first section, friends and lovers. So friends and lovers. The first one I pulled out was don't use friends as foreplay. And can you tell us what that means? I will because you did not know. I did you not. Had, you had a very different. And I will tell you at the end what I thought this meant. <laughs> so for don't use friends as foreplay. If as a couple you start an argument in the middle of a group of friends, that group of friends may start looking a lot like potential allies. Resist that urge. Do not attempt to shore up support. Do not ask if you are clearly in the right. Continue debating with your significant other if you must, but leave the others out of it. Your addiction to argument isn't everyone else's kink. And this is so true. So I cannot think of a couple in my like mature adult life that I've been around. Yeah, sure. In your high school days or whatever. That likes to pull people into their arguments. Oh, I do. I make people pick like when we. Do you really? But that's a joke. Totally. You are not serious. Like, who's that? right? Me or Jeff? Like, I very much want people to like. But you're not going to storm out of the room mad and like no, literally no, no. kick. Yeah. No. <laughs> this was honestly like when I re- when you actually told me what this really meant because I didn't think that's what it meant. I was like, oh my god, this was Joey, and his sister listens and would tell you the exact same thing. This was us every freaking weekend. Every week, he was so argumentative and loved to fight. And so were Brad and I. Same. And Same. loved to be right. Like, loved to be right, but he couldn't be right just in his own head. He had to have reassurance Other from to reassure yes. that. And so we hung out with his sister and brother in law a lot. And it was like every weekend we would be around them and he would start an argument and have to prove himself right about something. And they were like, but the, the crazy thing is, like, rarely was he right and rarely would anybody agree with him like everybody was just like joey what are you doing like nobody wants to be involved in your shit this isn't important why are you bringing this up right now be an adult like that kind of thing it it always backfired on him was that exactly how it was with brad too or were you younger i wouldn't say because we were younger but i wouldn't also say it was um, where he needed the affirmation and, like, somebody to, like, pick a side. Okay. It was just we bantered and, the like, sides. bickered constantly. That and was Joey and I, but Joey we did need to know he was right. And yeah. no, and rarely did anybody agree and with I, him. I mean, I'm not saying yes or no, but I don't remember. But we definitely were the Bickersons for sure. It's crazy. So that is such an important <clears throat> part of etiquette because if you are that couple, don't be that couple because as friends... It's awful. Yeah. It is awful to be the friend, to be think you're going out for a fun Friday night to dinner and you're spending your hard-earned money and then the couple you go out with just wants to fight the whole dinner and then ask you to pick sides. That's awful. Don't yeah. do that to people. Um, what did you think don't use friends as friends? So, which I feel like this could have double meanings because this does make sense if in a different sense. There's this, no double meaning. They wrote the article. I know, but in my <laughs> meaning. Okay, so this is more like, I guess, when you're younger or when you're trying to date but you're nervous or whatever I thought this meant don't use friends as foreplay like oh if you have a date with a guy and you're meeting him at a bar at 9 30 um and you're nervous before but you're ready so you want to invite a friend out at eight with you and you're like oh come meet me for a drink at eight and you're using that friend as foreplay for 90 minutes before you meet your date and then you're like hey bye like that's what I thought it was because I like that so I remember the days when that hop happened more often, and I remember it bugging me. I'd be like, I'm having so much fun, but K-bye. 
You know? Sure. But I think if, like, you were like, hey, I'm going on a date at night, I was like, sure, let's go get a drink before, you, like, easier. If you nerves. ask for it in that sense, if you're like, hey, I have a date at 9.30, but I'm ready already. Do you just want to grab one drink with me before yeah. and, like, help me ease my nerves? Like, if you're asking your friend for that, then, yeah, if you have good friends, they'll do it. But if you're using your friends as foreplay and just, like, oh, but now I have a date, so I have to go by, and your friend's like, okay, I'm going to go home sober, see ya, you know? And you're like, I was wrong, so that's <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. We we handled both things in one. I'm yes. wrong, and you guys don't have to decide. So. Um, so number nine on the list. If someone starts telling you a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. So it says, interject with, oh my gosh, that was hilarious, or truly horrific, or unbelievable, you've told me. But if you don't say it within that allotted time, you really just have to listen to them tell the story again. And if you're in a larger group, you just have to listen, period. Okay. This happens to everybody. Everybody has heard a story and heard it twice. And and oftentimes, most of the time, I'd say, you don't know how to say you've heard the story. Yeah. I've honestly been told I'm kind of being a dick by telling somebody that they've like told me or I'm like, I'm like, oh yes, I've already, because a lot of times this happens with social, like, oh my God, I saw this, like, or they sent, or like, let's say you send me a funny TikTok and then I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. I saw this yesterday. Like basically saying like that I've already seen it. Because then it makes you look like a know-it-all. Like I've seen this already. I've seen it already. Yeah. Yeah. I already saw that movie. I already heard that. (laughs) Yeah. You're like. But I, okay, so I think this is a double-edged sword because I think we are so groomed to be polite and just to hear the same story that we've already heard before and pretend we haven't heard it and just smile. I think this is telling us like how to not have to do that, but still be polite. And so I think that I, does that make sense? Do I sound like I'm, do I sound like I'm trying to be smarter than I am? No, I'm laughing ahead at the next one. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I basically think, has two seconds because I've been in this situation before where like even with Jordan like Jordan will tell me something that he's told me before and like I'll feel like pressured to be nice and like just hear the whole story from his high school thing again or something and like if you say it in two seconds and you're if you're like oh my god I remember you told me about this like as soon as they start saying it but like in a nice way that's like okay I'm listening but you have told me the story so maybe like speed up or whatever Like that, that is etiquette. But if they start the story for two minutes and then two minutes later, you're like, you've told me the story before. Then it's then, definitely, then, yeah. then the person's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, you know, like, exactly. why have you let me go two minutes? So I think, I think it's an etiquette thing. And I do like it because we've all been in that situation. And some of us talk to a lot of people and sometimes you lose track of who you've told the story to and who you haven't, you know? Yeah. So I'm dying for you to tell me the next one because you were laughing ahead of time. So go for it. <laughs> the next one you picked was... When another human is present, don't talk to your animal in the private voice you use when alone together. As I've done this the whole episode. just did it on the podcast (laughs) for hundreds and hundreds of people to hear. So I do this all the time. Like, I walk into Laura's house and talk to Penny in my Penny voice. And then I will call my sister or my mom. And I will already, like, even though it's them answering, not the dogs, I'll be like, where are my babies? And like... And apparently that's not... Apparently you're not supposed to do that except when you're alone with So your this dog. is a part of etiquette that I need to learn, I guess. But, but I'm sorry. Me and, that doesn't count like as my significant other, right? Like me and Jeff, oh, no. I can do my dog voice with But Jeff. can I talk about how I, I basically lived with my parents and my sister and their two dogs for seven months and then started dating immediately after that. And all I did was talk in dog yeah. voice for seven months. And I was like... 
how do I stop doing this while I date? Like, how do I stop talking in dog voice? And I was so like, I don't even know how to stop doing this. And so I'm very glad Jordan's also, he comes from a dog family. His pa- so I went there and talked to my dog voice and like earned brownie points with his dad probably because he's like, oh, you like my dog, you're great. And like, and then Jordan like is just every time my sister sends me a picture of her dog, I'm like, my baby like so he's just like used to it now but i remember being like how do you turn this off yeah. like i don't know how I, so jeff accuses me of using penny voice to passively aggressively tell him things <laughs> but i'll be like i can't even think of it like there's a ditch in the sink so <laughs> exactly like, i totally try to tell him to do things but as if it's coming from penny <laughs> the, the vacuum needs the coffee needs to be vacuumed, Dad. Exactly. <laughs> I, and I do it a lot. And he's like, stop having any stuff to do things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need it. Can we get a wider? Yeah, like, and that's okay. what I was going to say. Hold on a sec. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. So the next one. If you ghost someone, stay gone forever. All right. It says, I don't ghost people because abandonment is my central trauma and passive aggressive has never been my style. I'm more aggressive aggressive. I suppose I can understand the appeal of ghosting as an easy way to cut off someone for whatever reason or for none at all. What I cannot understand is ghosting someone and then coming back several years later to request a favor that would have been a considerable ask even, wait. Even if we had remained friendly. Yes. Weirdly, this has happened to me a number of times and in ways that range from silly to um, egregious and I honestly need it to stop and then there's more but I won't keep going um, so I literally had this like during dating all the time like a guy would totally ghost me before or after a date whatever and then like months later be like hey how you doing and I'm like what the hell it's so bizarre I think so I think it's kind of another double-edged sword because people are always like don't ghost it's so mean I'm not totally against ghosting if you actually ghost someone. And if it's like the first date or two. Well, I was going to say, if so you've this. If you been dating someone, then that's messed up. Totally. And that is the one right before this was, it's okay to ghost after one date. Right. Like if you ghost after one date and you're like, not my vibe, but I don't really want to address it, but I don't really have to address it because I've I, only met this person for 60 but minutes. I think it depends. I think that I have, I mean, we're not going to read the description for that one because we have like a big list we want to go through, but... To me, after one day, it depends. Like, because if we, like, hit it off quickly, we both have no plans, like, tomorrow night, let's just, like, get it over with and let's meet and see if... But if, like, there's guys where, like, if we were, like, super busy or we just took longer, like, Jeff and I, I think we talked almost two weeks before we went on our first date. Okay. So, like, if we really, like, were talking every day and, like, learning so many ins and outs of each other... As if we had gone on dates. And then you didn't have the courtesy after the first date to, like... That's where I think... That sucks. But like I said, I think it's the level of how well you got to know someone before That's true. a first date. But but um, I also think, like you said, the coming... Like, let's say you, you meet somebody and you're like, not my vibe or not my type or whatever. And then you go date like three, four, five other people and they are also... They also don't work out. And then you're like, well, I'm still single. So I guess I'll circle back to this person. Yeah. No, don't do that. You've already passed on that person. That's yeah. your loss at that point. And don't do that. That's... It's not cool. Agreed. So next topic, strangers and others. Strangers and others. So number one, never answer a compliment with a compliment. 
A couple of months ago, I met a famous singer backstage after her concert. I was wearing a loud pair of pants, the kind that attract a lot of attention wherever they go, designed by a friend. I like your pants, the singer said. I like your glasses, I responded in a panic. Horrible, false sounding, and how could it not be? A compliment that follows a compliment, even if it meant, was meant sincerely, will always sound forced. I thought about it for months since then and know exactly what I should have said. Thank you, owning the compliment, and my friend will be so happy to hear you like them and then being gracious. So uh, while I do think this is great advice, I think it's so hard for people, including myself. Yeah. So I like I still think about my mom this to this day, and my mom is like such a complimenter. Like she compliments every everybody. She's the sweetest person. She's not great at taking compliments herself, and she's super humble. And I feel like I struggle with that too. I don't do well. Like when somebody walks up to me and they're like, I like your something, whatever. Like I'm not good at just being like, oh, thank you. Like I feel like I'm forced to have to say something nice back and to be a nice person and to like give it back to the world and not just take that moment for what it is for myself. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? No, I feel like whenever, because like I'll have somebody be like, like I know recently, like somebody was like, oh my God, I love your hair. People like, I get compliments on my nails a lot, things like that. I have no problem just being like, oh, thank you so much. And then leave it at that. I need to work on this. It's something I know. And every time I do it, every time I respond to a compliment with a compliment, I think about it. I'm like, why couldn't I have just said thank you? Like, yeah. So it's something that I consciously am like aware of. I just struggle with actually following that advice. So next up. Don't feel bad for standing up in the aisle immediately upon upon the plane landing. And this is controversial. We've talked yes. about this on here before. Flying is bad enough already. Do what you can to make things better for yourself. Just don't knock down elderly people along the way. So, so far out of everything we've shared, this has to be the most controversial. Yes. Because um, I think it's annoying. I'm a window seat girl. So when I look over and I see the person two seats next to me jumping up in row 17... Like, they're going to get off the plane faster. I'm always like, sit down. I, I go back and forth because I definitely, I'm, if I'm sitting on the aisle, like, I do, if it's a long flight, if it's a short one, like, I'll sit there for a bit. But I usually, it's the people that are, like, starting to, like, go into the overhead bins and putting on their backpacks and, like, they're just, like, causing all of this commotion. Like and you're I like, get, you're not going like, to get off for, like, 10 minutes, so... Um, while we're at it, can we change the subject real quick? Yes. Because. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> um, our friend Meg, who's one of our listeners, had posted on Instagram <laughs> this week. She was on a long flight, black, long flight back from the East Coast. And she had posted, are you an asshole if you um, recline, your, recline seat. your seat on an airplane? And I said, Yes. And she, the next day after the results were in, she was like, well, how about you tell Stephanie that, <laughs> that or something you like that. You need to reevaluate your and, friendship yeah, with Stephanie. And she was, I was like, oh, she said she does that. And I was like, gross. She's like, if you need someone to take over the podcast, let me. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we need is to talk Is it snowing about outside? Or is that rain? No, it's rain. Come okay. Down. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's hailing though. Or no, it's just rain. Just kidding. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God. Look at me trying to we're deflect having, from being having... an airplane recliner. <laughs> so does this mean that when people recline, you don't get mad or that you recline? Both. But I think it's because I do recline that I don't get mad if they do. Oh, I hate you. So here's the... Okay, let me let me explain two parts of it. Number one is I don't know that I've ever been on a flight more than six 
hours, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so not horrible if somebody in front of you reclines or whatever. And number long. two, why do they have recliners if they don't recline? If they're not supposed to recline? I'm confused. I'm not saying that. I mean, they shouldn't just be there anymore. They need stuff. But I think people like people are taller now than they used to be. Like my knees are usually in the back. So if somebody like reclines, like I have now lost all like mobility and it's like in your face and it's horrible. So this is another thing. And back to like the main part of this where it's don't feel bad about standing up is I think a lot of times you only think about yourself, right? So you're like, if it's not bothering me, it can't possibly bother anybody else. So I'm not a super tall person. It doesn't bother me. Therefore, my seat doesn't bother anybody else. And so I think about the standing up when you land thing. And I always just think people are like anxious and annoying and just in a big hurry and need to settle the fuck down and sit down (laughs) because that's me. But then like, you know, the past three or three weeks, however long it's been, three and a half weeks or whatever, that I've like dealt with my knee issue. And I'm like... I need to stand like I can't sit for too long. And so then I start putting myself in other people's shoes of like, okay, people have like back problems and knee problems and, you know, trouble getting blood flowing and like all these things that like people have are like reasons they could possibly be standing up aside from just being annoying and trying to be the first one (laughs) off the plane. And I'm like, you do kind of have to just be like, you kind of have to just be easygoing flying and just be like, there's a button to recline your seat. So if they recline their seat, they recline their seat. Um, you should, if they stand up, it could be like, I just kind of think it's one of those things that like you have to attach a little less judgment overall to because you can't assume people are doing it to be annoying. You have to assume people are doing it yeah. because there's a reason they're doing it, you know? Yeah. Um. Next up. So... I'm, like, trying... I think we pulled things from different places. I'm not able to find... Some of these are insane as I'm reading them, as I was, like, (laughs) trying to find the next ones on the list. But, I mean, we could just still talk about it. They're clear. Um, If your host is doing the dishes, it means you're supposed to leave. So, we just talked... Jordan and I just talked about this the other night. So, this is... I'm really bad at this, and that does not always mean... I mean, there are times it's meant... If I'm doing it at, like, really late... Two in the morning, then yes. But I also am psycho, and I just, like... So Jordan and I just talked about this because I was like, oh, because his friends come over, his friend Joseph comes over all the time. And I, I think dishes in a, in a sink are disgusting. I can't handle it. I think it's gross. Even if you put them in a dishwasher, like just out of the sink, out of your eye, whatever. And so whenever we've cooked or whatever, like I immediately like do all the dishes because they'll like put their dishes in the sink and then they like, they go and sit and I'm like up because it bugs me and I and it's a me thing. I'm not yeah. doing it because I'm trying to ask Joseph to leave. I'm doing it because it bugs me. And so we were just talking about this and I'm like, I'm not doing it to be passive aggressive. Like I'm doing it because it bothers me and I just want to get the dishwasher started or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But I've also been in this situation where I've had people overstay their welcome before and I'm like so ready for bed and so tired. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to do the dishes because maybe they'll think. (laughs) So I get both sides. Um, Yes, I completely agree because I am because a lot of times it's like if we're all just sitting in the dining room talking like and I'm staring at like a mess in my kitchen because I do all the time. We're having parties. I just start like. Because there's just, like, dirty shit everywhere, and I just start kind of clean. Because then it's just less of a mess that I have to deal with because everybody does leave. And that's just my own problems. That's not everybody else's. Like you said, sometimes it might be a little more passive-aggressive if it's getting very late. I can also, like, if you have any sense of, like, 
empathy with anybody like if you're an empathetic person at all like you will know when it's passive aggressive or when you just have a friend that's likes things tidy and clean like you will know the point where it gets passive aggressive and it's like hey we should go or the point where it's like oh they would do that whether they want me to stay or or go you know like it's if you're an empathetic person you can kind of like tell which case that is yeah um, listening is not the time for you to silently rehearse what you want to say next. Oh Ooh. my God, I'm so bad at this. So this is hard because I, I'm sure I do this all the time. <laughs> so, cause it's hard not to, but you notice it more in other, other people than you notice in yourself. Yes. Cause you literally see their eyes glazing over. And there's certain people in my life where I am talking And I'm already annoyed telling my story because I can already just know that their response is not going to be a response of a question about what I just told them. Their response is going to be like, oh, yeah, well, when I went there, it's this. And so I'm already annoyed telling the story because they don't care about me. Now they just want to talk about them. Yeah. And that is part of conversation. Like part of conversation is sharing experiences and sharing, oh my God, I did that too. But like you have to show some interest in the person that's telling you the story or like, why did you not tell them that story first then if you already had a story? Yeah. Next up. Um, for a group. Oh, next we're on a new topic going out and staying in, uh, for group dinners with friends, always split the bill evenly. But if you're drinking and I'm not offer to pay the entire tip. So the worst part of any restaurant meal is arrival of the check. Paranoia infects the table. Who got what? How many drinks? Are you vegetarian? Whose card gets points where? This is the police interrogation room of the modern diner, bright and relentless. Um, Split the bill evenly. Pay on one card. Have everyone Venmo you immediately. If you don't trust your friends as dining partners, if they order too much or they're one to gripe about drinks, these are not the best of friends. These are ornery. Ornery? Acquaintances? Ornery. Is that how you spell ornery? How do you spell it? Where is it? I don't even know where we are. Right here? Is that Henri? I think it's Henri. Our Henri acquaintances whose selfishness will one day disrupt your life in a much more permanent sense. After a few months of splitting the bill evenly, you'll find that it promotes equitable and thoughtful behavior across the table. The people who order three or four drinks will cool their jets to accommodate the sober people. The folks who just get a salad will concede to having some fries. When meals are made equal financially, they are made equal in pleasure too. I don't know if I feel like that. And I am more than happy if... I am not expecting my sober friend to pay for my drinks. So I was going to say I'm, t- I'm torn on this because as a drinker, as somebody in a social setting that will nine times out of 10 have drinks with you, um, all for this. I don't care if I order the $18 drink and you order the $16 drink. $2 Absolutely. is not worth me picking to me. Um, but if I didn't drink, if we went, if I went to dinner with four friends and three of them were ordering three cocktails and I had unlimited refills in my $5 soda. Yeah. Probably wouldn't want to split evenly. And I honestly, I kind of take control of the situation in those where I'm just like, um, we're all like literally just ask for like my own check. Cause sometimes there are, if we're all drinking and we're all having a good time, split it evenly. Yeah. But I think there, when there is a big difference in what we ordered, like I have no problem with that. Like if so you, if you go to a restaurant, all. like one of those restaurants that has $16 burgers, but also has, steaks. Yeah. And everybody's ordering the $16 burgers, but one person's ordering the steak. That to me is like, no, you, you do it evenly. But overall, like I would say in any recent time. Wait, so you think we should all chip in towards that guy's steak? No, no, no. I think that's when checks should be separated. Oh, okay. 
But if everybody's kind of ordering something that's between 15 and 18, you know, 15 and 20 dollars and your drinks are between 15 and 20 dollars, like that to me yes. is not enough to nitpick about. I agree. Um, but I also think um I think I overthought this a lot more when I was younger because you have less money when you're younger and you do overthink it. Um, and as I'm older, I, I think when you go out with friends, as long as you know, like, because I have sober friends. So if I'm going out with a sober friend, the expectation is not that they pay half. But I also can think of a time. Do you remember that time where we did a double date? I think it was one of our first double dates with um, when I first started dating Jordan. And yes. it was a Mexican restaurant. And the bill came and Jeff kind of just like took charge and like took the bill. And then Jordan like kind of didn't say anything. But I was like so new and so like tiptoey over like everything that I kind of like freaked out. Like the fact that like he didn't like immediately say like, oh, here, let me like pay half or let me Venmo you. That I was just like, oh, let me know what I owe you. And I'll like Venmo. Like I like said it right away because I I can be like such a people pleaser and just like. I don't want anybody to think. And so Jordan and I had had a conversation afterwards and I was like, hey, like you didn't. And he was like so caught off guard. Like, yes. Like, oh, my God. Like, I was never not trying to like pay. Like, I just didn't know I had to do it at the pace. And that was early in our relationship. But I do think I get the anxiety of where this comes from and why this is in this article as far as etiquette goes, because it's it is awkward. So when you and I go out, we get the bill and we're just like, Splitsies, like yeah. no matter what, because yeah. you and I are on the same page. But there are some people where you're not as comfortable with, where it could be a little more, bit more awkward. And so I totally get why this is on here. Um, but I do think that's overall a good, good mentality is split the bill. If somebody's paying five, seven, ten dollars more, it's whatever. It's it's when it's somebody's ordering the seventeen dollar burger and somebody's ordering the fifty dollar steak, or somebody's ordering three cocktails and somebody's ordering a soda. Yeah, that that's when you do things differently. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know the certain people in your life that, like, you should split checks with and Absolutely. you shouldn't. And I think, I don't know. I don't mind. Definitely. Um, what was our next one? Go on, take the last bite. Ooh, so this is always an awkward one. Yeah, nobody wants to be the person who swipes that lone lingering croquette or slurps down that final oyster from a communal seafood tower. Are you selfish, a glutton, all of the above? No, you're sparing everyone, your guests, yourself, your server, from the limbo of always leaving that one last bite on a shared plate, letting something sit on the table uneaten while the bussers wonder whether they should clear the dish. That's not polite. It's annoying. Eat the damn food. That's why it's there. I struggle with this. I always leave the last one. And then I'm like mortified because I'm like, you feel like you're like, I could not possibly eat the last bite. bite. And you're like, why? Like, there's one more bite. Just take it. But there's, for some reason, it's awkward. So etiquette-wise, I love how this article describes it because it's like, somebody's got to do it. So it's either going to be you or them. And also, it makes it easier for the server, the busser, everybody. Just please take the last bite. Don't leave it sitting there for 20 minutes while you're in conversation, waiting, and nobody knows what to do with it. Take the last, freaking taste taste the last bite. I can't taste it. Take it, whatever. All right. Work. It's polite to have your camera on for everyone in a Zoom or Teams meeting. Sorry, Gen Z. And for those times when you have to be camera off, tell the host of the group at the beginning, no need to give a reason, that's your business. So, okay. Uh, everyone's guilty of giving a reason at my work. Because we always, if it's... So I'm curious how your, does your work have an etiquette code for this? Like, or expectations? Or is it kind of just like... So when we're in our small, like, regroup meetings that I have throughout the day, we all, like, the expectation is to have the camera on. 
because we're all having. Is there any together. reason you'd be excused from having the camera on? Once in a great while, like sometimes it'll be like right after lunch. Someone will be like, "Hey, I'm finishing my lunch. I'm gonna have camera." On. And nobody ever. It's like the people who do it like all the time. But like, so if you're like slurping your soup, yes. they don't want. Or like you when I was really sick, but I was still trying to work, and I looked like hell. I was like, I'm sick. I'm not gonna be on camera yeah. today. And like nobody thinks anything of it because everybody. Because for the most the part, it's on. Yeah. When we have big meetings, like it's a large department meeting, I usually stay camera off. Except, and then we have ones where there's like, um, if you're like part of a specific presentation, even if you're not presenting, like if it's your team, like put your camera. So they like, cause it always groups the camera people like together kind of thing. So like if they're talking about something I worked on or whatever, then I'll like turn on for those moments. But. Okay. And for my job, I would say when we shifted quickly to fully remote work from zero remote work to yes. fully remote work with COVID, there was zero expectations. Nobody, like my poor boss would host a team meeting with her 16 employees and like two people would have their cameras on and she couldn't do anything about it because it's, it's higher ed, it's public sector, we're union, there's no rules, whatever. So nobody has to have it on. Well, now that things have been negotiated with our union in the district and we have actual like guidelines with remote work and whatever, uh-huh. it's re- you're required to have it on. So it's in like, we're still getting through the remote work process. But when we sign our remote work agreements, like, it's in there that you will have your camera on. Yeah. Like, you need, like, their expectations are that you get up in the morning and you're just as ready to be on camera for a meeting as you would be to, like, walk into the office, which we all oh. know there's filters on Zoom. We don't have to be that ready. I but... never put on, <laughs> I never put on makeup for work from home days. Because I look amazing on Zoom. I'm like, I, oh. well, I wear glasses at my desk. So, like, I feel like that covers my face enough. I have my big old glasses on, but I I do agree with like the world that we're in where so much imagine you and I even trying to record a podcast and neither of us turn our zoom on and we're just talking on the phone like that's weird and so I do think the world that we're in where so much is done remotely and with technology and over zoom or teams or whatever like it's just a respect thing like it kind of makes you face to face like it's just respectful to be face to face and kind of you're not face to face, but you are over Zoom rather than talking to a black box. Like it's weird talking to a black box. Yeah. Um. What's our next one? You can eat anything at your desk in an open plan office. And then they have it. It says others can simply leave if they don't like it. I'm torn. What? I'm torn. I thought you said porn. I was like, <laughs> you're like, what does that have to do porn with it? Have this? to do with anything. <laughs> um, so I am torn because I think, well, yes. If, if it was their idea to have an open plan office and give nobody their own office space and everybody's just in cubicles or whatever, then you have to suck it up and people have to eat, so they have to eat. But I also think if you know you work in that environment, like maybe don't microwave like yeah. Indian curry or something that has a very strong stench and is going to go through the entire office and make people nauseous, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a hard one because I definitely get like, I hate when somebody like, is eating something that I'm just, like, not loving the smell because it just, like, permeates. <laughs> Speaking of um, things at work, do you have anything, like, pet peeves of things people do at work? Because I do. Mm. I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head. So there's a lady at my work that clips her fingernails at her desk. Oh, no, I can't stand that sound. <laughs> and she doesn't even sit, like, near me. Like, I mean, we're in the same building, in the same oh. area, whatever, but all you hear is click, click. Click, 
like for each nail, and I'm like, I hate. And this, nails. I've worked there for ten years, and she's done it for ten years. <laughs> she has not stopped clipping her nails at her desk in ten years. I'm like, girl, go get a manicure. Oh my god. Oh my god, no, yeah, I am not a fan of that. Um, all right, we decided we're skipping the parenting section because we ain't got nothing on that. Um, next what's up, our next one? Next up is posting and texting. Um, and the first one is you don't have to heart react to DMs or comments that don't require a proper response. We're talking about the one responses to your photos or stories that say cute or haha or even the heart emoji itself. It's okay to heart react if you want to, but you can set yourself free from the expectation. And this holds true for text message reactions. Which is so funny because I also saw a repost of a tweet today that basically said, um, the inventor of the heart reaction on messages and DMs and stuff deserves the Nobel Peace Prize Peace Prize Award or whatever. And it's so true because it's a way to be like, I hear you, I see you, but I have nothing to say back, but it's an acknowledgement of what I've seen and I've heard and I love it and I'm being peaceful and telling yes, you it's, it's just like, it's me knowing acknowledging that I read it, but I don't need to say But anything. do you sometimes feel like you can't not do that? Like when people message you things and it okay. doesn't warrant a response, I feel like I have to double tap at least. So and I hate that. As feeling. somebody who has a presence on Instagram who gets a lot of responses just to stories and a lot of times they are just an lol or a laughing reaction like it's not them like i i basically heart it so like I there's can no question it. to respond to back yes because i could go like haha back like they say haha and then i go haha like it's just so i just like <laughs> do like if they lol like maybe instead of a heart reaction i'll do a laughing reaction yes. but i do want them to acknowledge like hey like if you're you're taking time to respond to my stories i'm showing you that i take the time to read my DMs and I respond to them as And well. that's my thing is it's more of an acknowledgement. <laughs> exactly. So I I, I feel I, like you should be able to do it. But I do like that the etiquette of this is that you don't have to. Yeah. Like the idea that you don't have to double tap everything. Because I've also been offended when I've written something back to somebody and they and I go back and it shows that they've read but they didn't double heart yes. it or whatever. And like that should be gone. Like you shouldn't take it as passive aggressive or that somebody's not being nice or something because they didn't double heart your response of ha ha or whatever. It's like that etiquette part of it is saying it's okay not to. I agree with. Yeah. Okay. Um, Read receipts are to be turned on only in cases of medical emergency. While it is safe to assume that most people under the age of 50 are umbilically... You got the hard words. Jesusly. Umbilically attached to their phone to have demonstrable proof that they have seen and ignored your communique... Who wrote this article? Communique? <laughs> communique is psychologically inadvisable. Um, so do you and Jeff have each other's um, locations well, turned on? He, we have different phones. So oh, that's we right. Don't, like when we've done certain, so we do share Uber like locations. Which is smart. We um, are able to share locations through like Google chat. Okay. Which we've done before for certain situations. But, but it's not overall, like at all no. times. No, like I can't see so where he's at So if right now. Jeff had an iPhone, do you think you guys would have that turned on? Is Probably. That, so that's like the vibe of your relationship? Yeah, because I, I More feel from like, a safety standpoint? Yeah, because I feel like it's, there's never any reason why me and Because Jordan and I like, don't, and I don't really see a reason for us not to, aside for from just, I think I just have like a little hesitation 
from my past relationship and like controlling things there of just like like I want I want like I don't want control even though Jordan gives me no like reason to think that he would use it for control but like I feel like in a year and a half we haven't used it we haven't felt a need to have it yet so like why now but I I totally agree with like Uber I always share my Uber location I'll share my ETAs with him when I'm leaving somewhere and I plug the address in. I'll, like, share my ETAs so he can see exactly where I'm driving so he knows, like, what time I'll get there or whatever. Um, but... But what about reading receipts? Also don't have it on, but he does, which is so weird. Well, you've had them on a lot of times of our relationship. Really? Yes, I've told you that before. Wait, in the beginning or now? Not lately. But okay, you had, them, you had them for a long time, and then I called you out and you turned them off. And then you had them back on for a while again, and then they were off. Because I feel like they haven't been on for a long time, because Jordan's are, and I don't it's feel like mine have bit, ever yeah. been on. No, you've had them on. Since you, guys, since you guys have been together, yes. How how do they just turn themselves on? I'm sure you're playing with something. I don't know. So, because I am like, I, like, there's plenty of times where I read a message, and it's not that I don't want to respond to the message, I just don't want to respond right then. For whatever reason, I'm busy at work, or I'm busy doing something fun, or I'm cook- or I'm just like, That's why I this love, is annoying. I love that you can now, like, make a message Mark unread again. Yes. So that I can, because re- if I read it, but don't respond right away, I forget. Forget, yeah. So ever since iPhone and the latest update, like, added where you can, like, make it unread, I just pop it back into that. So, like, I literally have had one text message since February 13th unread that I haven't responded to. But here's to the still. thing. Because, like weeks, because Jordan has his on and I know he has it on and I see the second he reads the message or whatever, uh-huh. it would like probably drive me crazy if he didn't respond right away. But he does. He doesn't give me a reason to like yeah. drive myself crazy. But I'm like, that's why I just feel like it's so unhealthy of a thing to have on because it, it just... It makes it, you spiral it more. It gives people power to spiral and create scenarios in their head when, like, if you have them off, it just gives you the freedom of, like, doing it when you want to do it and, like, responding when you want to do it and not causing drama and, like, not having anybody know, oh, she read it at 3.37, but she didn't respond until 8.59 or something. And it's, like, like, that that to me is just unhealthy when you have – when I have a friend who shares her location – her um her iPhone location with her friends. She has a group of friends, and they all share it with each other. And she started dating a guy. And when she started dating a guy, one of her friends started being like, "Oh, you're not home. Oh, you're here. Oh, you're lying to us. Oh, you're blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Like, first of all, like those are not. I'm sorry, but we're in our 30s. Like, what are you doing being friends with these girls? Yeah. Like, that's disgusting. But second of all, like, why are you sharing your location? Like. Oh, if we, if you and I were like roommates right now or something, that would make sense to share a location. Why yeah. would you, do you see any reason unless if I was actively dating all the time and spending the night at guys' houses and stuff and you being like, I want to make sure you're alive. Mm-hmm. Do you see any reason you would ask me or want to share your location with me? I share my location with a couple friends, so it doesn't. But like for what reason? But I also. Or I did that stem from your dating days or like how, like no, why? Me, well, me and my, um old best friend of her and I just always like wanted to know where each other were but it wasn't like it but was you guys this... didn't use it against each other no and I like never checked it either like I don't even remember I wonder her and I like don't talk anymore I wonder if I can still if I like go to her because I I don't think I've ever had anybody share their location with me that I can think of except for one of my old roommates and it was because when she first moved in she was like she went on a date or something and like didn't come home until like the next day at like noon and then like didn't tell anybody and we were like 
Like, you didn't even tell anybody you were leaving, and then you just, like, didn't come home until noon the next day. Like, we were like, are you okay? And so then the whole time we were roommates, she turned her location on. But I, like, honestly forgot about it. Like, I didn't even remember, you know? Um, So I forgot. What is this about? Read receipts are to be turned on (laughs) only in case of medical... I would say overall I do agree with that. I think it just gives people the opportunity to get mad about something that they don't have to get mad about. Yeah, it's not, And there's just no need for no somebody need for to know. No need for people to know yeah. when you read a message or when you don't. I don't know. This was like a really fun article. Like I said, there's literally 194 of them. So go give it a read. There's some like really funny ones. There's some good ones. We picked like 10, 15 that kind of stood out, out for us to chat with. But um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Right stuff. Why don't we get into some wellness updates? Some wellness updates. There's not um, too many, but the knee injury, I would say, like on a daily basis, I feel like it's about 95 to, I'm sorry, 85 to 90% better, which I think the last update I gave was about 75% better. And I would say overall, that's the case, except for certain things I do. So if I try to like get on my knees and I'm like on my knees for a workout or for any reason, um, I'm like, Oh, God, like that. It hurts really bad. Or um, I'm still super, super cautious of like squatting at the gym. So like if I take like a 40 pound dumbbell and try to do squat, like I'm just so scared of re-injuring it. Like that that is a fear of mine. Um, And I'm just this is the first knee injury that I can think of that I've ever had. And it's just totally slowed down everything in my life. Like literally everything, walking, everything. And it's, it is bizarre. It's a bizarre feeling. It's a shitty feeling. And I'm just paranoid to re-injure it. So I've been very careful. But it does feel like it's improving. So that's a good thing. Um, next up, I had a doctor's appointment. Like, just my annual, like, appointment with my doctor last Tuesday. Okay. Um, and I never know. Because, like, it used to be, like, you had to have a pap smear every year. And you knew what to expect. And now they're like, oh, you don't need one for every three years. So I don't know if that's an age thing or an insurance thing that no. changed or whatever. I don't know. I'm forcing I'm still doing it every year. I should probably force three it. Year, it's, I mean, obviously, it's not my favorite thing in the world to do. But it's really not a big deal. But, yeah, like, I want to know if I have ovarian cancer or something. A lot can something. happen in three yes. years. Like, I just think we're too much, too much cancer. So do they charge birth. you or you just tell them, no, I want it. And no, I think they... we can still, like, you can get an annual woman visit still. I just, because, yeah, I remember them saying that at my last doctor. And then when I went to, so I used to get it all done at, like, the same place because it was at Kaiser. Now I, um... I'm not, because you can always do it with your general doctor, but I want to, I was like, I'm getting older, like, I want to start going to, like, an actual OBGYN. So, and I was basically like, see you next year, and they're like, okay, kind of thing. So, I was like. So, this last year that I went, she told me, like, oh, I forgot if she said it was an age thing or if she said it was my insurance, but for some reason, she's like, you don't need it for every two to three years. I forgot what it was. Yep. And so I couldn't remember how long ago that was. So I always show up to the doctor with anxiety because I'm like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I scheduled an appointment for a yearly checkup. Am I taking my clothes off? Am I not? (laughs) Am I putting my legs in stirrups and having you investigate my vagina? Or am I like, I never know what's happening. So because I don't know what to expect, I'm always just like anxious. Like I'm like... Uh, do I wear baggy clothes? Do I not? Do I wear a bra? Do I take my pants off? I don't know what to do, right? Yeah. And so I'm always anxious at that. And so I go to my appointment and like the nurse, like the practitioner or whatever, like 
weighs you and then like checks your temperature and does the what are you here for or whatever so my actual doctor comes in and my doctor I love her like I've gone to her for I can't even tell you how many years now it has to be like at least six seven eight years now and uh, at Kaiser at Kaiser I never picked a specific doctor at Kaiser I just showed up and whoever could see me see me it was so nice because she was I could walk from my old house uh-huh. and now, and then same when I moved to Cyprus it was not a far drive at all and now I'm like it's hard to find a doctor that you're comfortable yeah. with I I am an advocate for finding a doctor that's your doctor because this these are uncomfortable things to have to go and have done and talk about and whatever yes. and so you might as well go to somebody that like starts I to love, know you and whatever I love my new doctor and so moving to Irvine I'm like fuck it I'll drive 50 minutes for my doctor's appointment you know and oh my so God, you're crazy I know but I did but at least when there's times like where you're just saying like you can go to any Kaiser if like there's something I could go to. there's there's a Kaiser closer but she's not there so I'm like, like I go once a year Kaiser's closer so and also I go to urgent care like if I'm really really sick like I had strep throat last year I'll go to urgent care for that I don't need yeah. to go to my general doctor for strep throat yeah but like if you're gonna be in my vajay all up in there and shit like I'm going to you so um so I went to her and so she I like her a lot but I remember a few years ago she was on me for like losing weight or whatever and that's when I started Weight Watchers and then I remember she was, like, really impressed with my weight wa- weight loss. And then I remember last year, I even talked about it here on the podcast, she was all about um, how I'm working fully remote. And so I really need to, like, walk in the morning. So, like, treat my, treat my what used to be my morning commutes as a walk. And so yeah. if my morning commute was 20 minutes, go for a 20-minute walk in the morning. And also she's big on, like, not getting, like, getting vitamin D, but, like, when the rays are, like, the least effective like when I'm not not gonna get like burned you know and so this year it seems like her interest is very heavily in obesity and her husband is struggling with obesity and so she's in this like obesity um she's going to some I forgot what she called it symposium or something I forgot and so she's like obsessed with it but she's also we have different diets so she is a vegetarian I am not So our diets are, and she doesn't push the vegetarian thing on me, but there were certain things that I feel like were being pushed on me. So she was like, oh, okay. Like before she even looked at my weight, she was like, what are you doing? Like how much are you exercising or whatever? And I'm like, I work out in the gym three days a week and I try to walk as often as I can during my lunch breaks at work. So like the goal is 30 minutes of walking a day and um, I'm doing, trying to count macros right now, but like. Where I'm, like, really narrowing down on that is calorie counting and pro- yeah. trying to hit my protein goals. And so then she started, like, talking to me about how we're eating so much processed food and even meats are really processed. And, like, if you pay attention to what, like, they're feeding these cows and chickens and whatever, it's, like, not healthy mm-hmm. and how I need to, like, focus on fiber. And she's, like, prescribing me, like, jokingly, like, um, smoothies and whatever. And I just felt like it was a lot at once. Like, I feel like because her husband's struggling right now, I feel like she's obsessing over that. Yeah. And then, so I feel like I was just getting hit with so much information at once. And I'm like, wait a minute. I Like, I was sitting there, like, I do respect her a lot. So some of the things that she was saying I was taking into mind. And I'm like, she's gone to school a lot of years. She's been my doctor for a lot of years. I respect what she says. But I also pay a fat loss coach and respect what she says. But then I also watch people on social media that do weight loss. <laughs> like there's so much fucking information and it's all different. Yeah. Like that's what's so frustrating about this. I'm I like, know. there's no one right way. There's no, oh, you have to cut this out and include this. It's like 
everybody has a different opinion and it's so hard to feel like you have to do all the right things when you don't when you're like oh my god my list is like 13 pages long based on everybody I've talked to so I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed basically all I ended up taking from it was um drink smoothies Fiber. I do. I do know I need more fiber in my life because yeah. I'm a picky eater. So I don't eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. vegetables. Yeah. So I do know I need more fiber. So I'm going to, I have not been doing the yogurt bowl thing lately. I'm going to try to go back to the yogurt bowls with like fruit in my yogurt bowls. What about that? And then like fiber, like remember, have you ever done the yogurt bowls with fiber one? No, but that sounds amazing. So instead of doing granola. Do the fiber one cereal. The fiber one cereal. Like, it always looks like freaking rabbit food to me, but it's, like, super low. Like, the, like, macros are so much better than granola macro. Like, granola, like, can definitely, like, especially if, like, protein isn't, like, your big struggle. Like, you don't need to protein granola. Like, try doing the fiber one cereal. That was, I think it was. Because that is um, my struggle. trying to remember who gave me that idea. I think it was Brittany Pope. You are correct. It was. Shout out Brittany Pope. Shout out to Brittany Pope. Yes. She was the one who I saw doing it, and I was like. And it's way cheaper. Like, you get a massive bag of cereal over it. Because granola is always, like, so expensive. And you don't need that much on it. Like Yes, it, but it gives you... Because I like that crunch in my yeah. yogurt bowls. So you should try that. So you need to try that. And now that you mentioned it, I do think I've tried that. Um, but then the other thing was I mentioned... Just simply... Quickly mentioned it on my stories, like, as a joke that my doctor prescribed more fiber. And she prescribed more smoothies. And so a few of you... Pers- prescribed. Or prescribed, not prescribed <laughs> me suggested um taking daily greens and a couple of you um suggested athletic greens which is the most popular one Uh and they are the most popular one from everything i've read they're the most popular not because they are the best but because they've invested the most in advertising and celebrity endorsements whatever so something to think about when you go buy anything in the wellness world is just because it costs 90 dollars and some famous person talks about it and therefore everybody else doesn't necessarily mean it's the same one. So I've compared a bunch of things and the the one that I went with is not an identical product to Athletic Greens. Very similar though and about a third of the price. So yeah. I bought it because Jordan and I both are, struggle with fruit and vegetables. So I'm like every morning I've been making us our like little cup of greens. I did greens for a while. So but. he even told me so I'm like I know I need it. Like I know I do. And so he even told me, he's like, if you make it for me in the morning, like, I'll drink it. And I'm like, okay, so the days that I'm up at 5.30, you want me to, like, just have it setting out for you? Like, uh. settle? And he's like, no, like, when you leave at 6.30, like, just, because I always kind of say goodbye to him. And he's like, just hand it to me. Like, I'll chug it really quick. Because it's not that good. So yeah. you do just chug it, you know? Yeah. And so he has been. Like, he has been just, like, chugging it in the morning. And I'm like, I don't know. It's too, like, soon to see how it's, like, made a difference. But I feel like the, like, when you read the bottle and you see the vitamins and the nutrients that it's giving you that you don't have without it, it doesn't feel like it can hurt necessarily. And then the other thing she was talking about that did kind of get me thinking was, like, just how much processed food we eat. Like, we eat even the meat. So, in, in addition to cookies, crackers, candy, soda, all these processed things, bread, carbs, with added, anything with added sugar, whatever... In addition, the meat that we eat is very processed. Like, they're pumped, like, all this. So you're telling us you want us all to go vegetarian. I don't. But she was telling me, like, unless you eat organic, which I still don't, because then I went to the grocery store and still didn't buy it. But it does have me thinking more. Oh, and let me tell you the other thing. So then she's like, oh, do you want blood work done? Because I don't do blood work every time. But she's like, 
Because then she looked at my weight and she's like, oh, you've lost 12 pounds in the last six months. Like since the last time I went to Kaiser or whatever. And I'm like, she's like, I'm like super impressed. She's like, so you don't need blood work done. But she's like, I I am always interested to do blood work. Like when you've either gained or lost a significant amount of weight since your last appointment. Because it kind of like shows your levels. And so I'm like, yeah. And so she she did just my cholesterol. So I go down to the... um, blood lab to do it and they're like oh like have you eaten anything today i'm like nope she's like not even coffee i'm like nope so she's like you want to do the fasting one too or whatever that one's for yeah it's like sure because i really hadn't eaten anything since the night before and so then i get my test results back and like my cholesterol's high and i'm like it's like never been high and i'm like what the fuck so i'm doing all these things i'm doing all these things and working out and trying to eat better and no i don't eat perfect but like i am trying more than i tried a year from now a year from now my cholesterol is fine and now it's higher and like basically she messaged me and she's like it's not high enough to need medication but like you probably should and so now like jokingly but also not jokingly to jordan i'm like I'm like, my cholesterol's high, like, for everything. Like, if he's ever like, oh, do you want this? I'm like, no, I have high cholesterol. (laughs) And I'm just like, what the fuck? Why is this so hard? Like, it's so irritating. It's like, I literally feel like I'm, like, healthier than I've been in, like, two, three years. And now I have, like, this to worry about or whatever. But she, another thing she was talking about, which I'm not going to get too far into because I haven't investigated and I don't know enough about yet. But it's something I have heard out there in the weight loss community is, like, gut health. And she talked about, like, how gut health, like, you can damage your gut health with processed food and added sugars. Uh And there's added sugars in just about everything you eat. And she's like, when you fuck up your gut health, basically, like when your gut health declines, like it's over. Like once you once you deteriorate it, deteriorate it, you can't like necessarily just get it back and it makes it super hard to gain weight. So then I'm like, so I have age not on my side, my gut health not on my side, I have high <laughs> cholesterol, like what the fuck? Um, so the only other update is, and I feel like people are going to hate on me for this because I feel like people hate on like um, like diet teas and stuff, but it's not a diet tea. It's not branded as a diet tea, but my old roommate on Thursdays would always drink this tea. I forgot what it's called. It's like a... Poop his, tea? I call it poop tea. And it's a Hispanic name. I forgot what it's called. Oh my God, I'm blanking. You buy it on Amazon and it's basically pineapple flavored tea. It's like Pina Lima or something like uh-huh. that. Have you heard of it? No. But I mean, I do, one of my cousins definitely was a big fan of poop tea. She would get it at like the Dollar Tree. Oh yeah. See, this is Amazon, but it's pineapple flavored. It's tea. So it tastes like watery pineapple. So when I saw you making yourself a hot tea the other night, was it poop tea? That was poop tea. And so Katie, my old roommate, swore by it. Like she was like, I drink it on Thursday nights and then I just shit my brains out on Friday morning. (laughs) And like, I just feel like less bloated, basically. (laughs) Okay, and so, so how did your Friday morning go? So I honestly, so I had a tiny bit of cramping, like a little bit on Friday, on Thursday night. But I was like, oh, this isn't even that bad. And then I woke up Friday morning and Jordan's like, oh, how's your poop tea going? I'm like, I honestly forgot I even drink it. I, haven't, I don't even have to poop. And so, and then all of a sudden I'm in a meeting at nine o'clock and I have to shit so bad. I'm like, <laughs> um, and thank God it was like a, it was like a webinar and I could like not be on camera and I just had to go. And then it was back and forth from the bathroom from there. Like three uh-huh. times. Like uh-huh. it was like three times. Cause it's not like a diet tea where you're like, cause Jordan's told me that he's done. So him and some coworkers years ago did like Dr. Tobias or something, uh-huh. which is also an Amazon thing apparently. And like that to me sounds more unhealthy. Like he was like, you do it two weeks straight and you just like, and I'm like, that's not healthy. No. But once a week to kind of like cleanse myself 
and detox a little bit and like that to me doesn't so how did do you feel like you felt a difference on friday yes i do feel like i felt less bloated um and i also feel like i can defend myself a little bit because i know people are super defensive of this and think it's unhealthy but like this is not how i'm losing weight (laughs) i'm not drinking tea every day and shitting myself to lose weight i'm drinking this once a week to kind of cleanse my colon and you know become less bloated for one day interesting yeah, okay. what what are your thoughts? Are you against this? Are you for I, this? I don't know. I think it's like if you're. Do you like think it's an old wives' tale? It's not an old wives' tale. Like you clearly drink the tea and you shit. Like yeah. I don't think there's anything like. Like yeah, it is what it is. Um, I think like you said, I think there's like the border of like it being very unhealthy. What you're doing, I'm not like concerned about. Like whatever you do, no. you so. Because if I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep eating what I'm eating, never work out. And then take this tea and just shit my brains out for two weeks straight. Like, that's not how you lose weight. But I do, I am a big, I'm not a big fan, but I am a believer in, like, detoxes. Like, even when you do those juices and things, which I can't do because I'm too hungry. Like, I cannot drink juice for three days and not chew anything. Um, But I do think there is, like, it does help cleanse you out. And there's stuff in there. Yeah. (laughs) That needs to come out sometimes. So it was my first time. Um, definitely pooped a lot. I definitely felt like Mac- Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids where I was like, don't look at me! Yeah. Like, <laughs> when I had to go to the bathroom the first time and he's he's working in, like, the room right next door and I'm like, turn the music on or something! <laughs> what was I going to say about that? Farting? I don't know. Farting, pooping? No, except... Um, he did, did I already tell you guys he told me I did in my sleep one night? And I was like, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, I didn't. And like, you're like, defending And he was like, no, so well. nonchalant. So I was like, okay, that doesn't even count then. Because yeah. he's not like even making a big deal about because it. Because it's not a big deal. Just... But I'm not like laying on the couch just like, <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> Come on, make me some of that poop tea. <laughs> but anyways... I think you and I talked a little bit and you have much more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, yours this... is much better. <laughs> so fill us in. I know you have updates. We're dying to hear. Um, we do have a little bit of update. So I'm trying to remember kind of the last we had talked about it. Um, I know I've been like calling and calling. We were like weeks of me calling the hospital, trying to figure out my next steps. Um, I called the hospital again on Tuesday this last week. Um, they told me that, of course, because if you remember, I think... I had shared the lady. I found out who the lady was the week prior and they were like, oh, she'll call you. And I was like, if she doesn't call by Monday, call us. And I was like, okay. So then I call Tuesday and they're like, oh, the lady that was assigned your case. So she's actually out all this week on vacation. I'm like, cool. Like, so annoyed. Awesome. So I was like, I was like, so there's nothing I'm going to be, I'm not going to be able to get any answer. I basically said like, I'm not going to be able to do anything this week then. And they were like, well, let me see. Um, I'll try to have someone call you today. And then you know how that goes. Like, I have zero hope. Like, I'm, like, not holding my breath. Like, yeah, they're going to have someone call me. So this is Tuesday morning. Of course, me and my mom go to try on some wedding dresses. And they call me, like, literally as I'm, like, and I recognize the number. So I answer. And I'm, like, literally trying on a wedding dress. And um, I was, like, "Uh, now's not a good time. I was, like, (laughs) can I call you back in a couple hours? And so the lady calls me again. And then now me and my mom are at lunch. And I'm, like... Um, I have to take this. I was like, this sucks. I was like, but I had like a lot to talk about. Like it wasn't like. A, a quick, quick phone call. No. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so I told her, I was like, 
honestly, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, still not a good time. I was like, but I will be home in like an hour, hour and a half. When I get home, I will, um, I will give you a call. So I called the lady. Of course, she doesn't answer. Finally, before the end of the day, she ends up calling me back. All is good. So we, um, we chat. Basically, she, she even said, she's like, thank you so much for being so nice. She was like a real slow talker, too. I was like, come on, lady. She, but she was like, basically like, thank you so much for being so nice to me. When somebody told me about your problem, I was like, this lady's probably going to not be very nice to me. <laughs> I was like, trust me. I was like, honestly, I was like, it's been super frustrating. I was like, but I honestly just want to keep this moving. So yeah, like, like I don't even I, know how this is. I was like, whatever out. I have to do to just keep the ball rolling. So I'm just like getting frustrated having to call, but I pre- you've been super helpful. So I appreciate you calling. So basically like first thing was, that on their end, they're not seeing in their system that my classes got switched from six to three months, which is what I had been told in January. So basically they were like, so next steps is we were supposed to have you finish your classes. We still don't see that you only had to do three instead of six. So we're looking into that. But next steps is you have to book your psych eval appointment and you have to go to a support group. And so I was like, okay, I'll set that up. So they sent me all the info for that. Um, so then the next day I ended up getting a call from my surgeon's office and he was like, Hey, I heard about like the whole thing with your three months versus six months. And tomorrow is actually the last class for the month. And you have to take your classes consecutively. Like you can't miss a month. You can't do like one, wait three months. Exactly. Like they need you to like be consistent with your monthly class. So he's like, because tomorrow's the last day, he's like, I know it's like not ideal. He's like, but I, he's like, I'm not saying I don't believe you and I'm sure you're going to be fine. But he was like, I would hate to have you miss a month. Just to not have you restart. Exactly. So he's like, so just in case, do you mind taking a fourth class tomorrow night and then I'll get you signed up for it. So at least you have that under your belt just in case. And I was like, nope, that makes sense. I love that. Thank you for like being proactive and like helping me out with that. Cause I never would have thought of that. So Thursday night I ended up doing sitting there doing another one of the classes. Um, and then, so we did that just as safety mes- measure, um, assurance assigned me a psych eval. I was like, I'm like, every time I find out I have to make an appointment for something, I like, I'm like, God, I hope like, cause I just know the availability. Like when I wanted to go to the dermatologist, they were like, oh, we're two and a half months out. So I'm always like afraid they're not going to happen. Yeah. They were like, oh, we can get you a next Thursday. I'm like, amazing. So I meet with the doctor for my psych eval next week. They sent me like an email and they were like, please complete this before your like appointment next Thursday. We need it completed by Wednesday. It does save if you need to quit, but please prepare that it's going to take like an hour and a half to two hours. I'm like, oh my God. Happy Sunday to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to try to get a lot of that done tomorrow. Um, So yeah, psych eval Thursday. And then a support group was another thing I had to do. So what's this? Is that also virtual or is that in person? Also virtual. That I have scheduled for Tuesday night. Is is that just other people that are going through the surgery or what is that? I don't know exactly, but I assume so. It's with the same people. It's like the same person who runs the classes. Gotcha. Which sucks because I think I need to get rid of this lady. This lady is just... Boring. Snooze. Like, come on. Tell me. She told a story about her kids. She's been a nutritionist. Like, I'm just like, you must have been the funnest mom ever. She said, like, when we would go out, like, I don't remember the context of why she told us this story, but she literally told us about when, like, her kids were kids, they would get to pick out, like, where they wanted to go for their birthday dinner. And when they bring out, like, the birthday dessert, like, she said that they would all pass it around 
and everybody would take a bite. And as I'm hearing this, I'm like, okay, that seems fair. And then I'm thinking the birthday person's going to get to like finish it. Like everybody gets a bite, but the birthday person gets to like eat the eat rest. The rest. And then the birthday person gets to grab the salt and pepper on the table and pour it all over it. So none of so them want to. So these are almond mom shit. Like, like that they're telling you. So you were allowed on your birthday to have one bite of the dessert and then put salt and pepper on it so nobody else wants any more of it. Yeah. This is this almond mom shit. This is the lady who's doing yeah. the class. Like, and she, and everybody's kind of like, seriously, lady? Like, I'm like, God. <laughs> Welcome to 2023. Anyways. So yeah, she was, she's very, and she's, she's an interesting lady. But anyway, so I have that. And then on Wednesday, I can't remember what the two classes are, but I have two classes on Wednesday as well. You were a busy girl. And so I have four different things, four different appointments, one on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, one on Thursday. Once all of those are complete, um, hopefully I'm hoping to get the clear, find out this week, the confirmation that I was right about the three months, because then if all of that is good, that will all get sent back to insurance for approvals insurance will say okay she's good to go she's got everything insurance then bounces it back to my surgeon's office and then once they get it they will schedule my pre-op and my surgery date so Um, exciting I did talk I was I love it my surgeon's office they like I mean you can call and stuff they'll talk to you over the phone but like they like to do a lot of it via text which I love because then I can like text my work day yes I'm like Cause yeah, when he texted Text me, away. he was like, I was like in the middle of work and he was like, Hey, do you mind taking the class? And I was like, sure. Thank you. Like then I'm not like taking part away my day, like trying to have a phone call and yeah. like, it's just so nice having, and then I have the text. So I have all the record. Of yeah. The you're like, this is what you said. Exactly. So basically, so I was just like, Hey, I'm just like curious. Cause I have like a lot going on at work. They're like setting me up for a couple like travel trips and stuff. So I'm just kind of trying to gauge like things. I was like, but what like is the typical, like. Wait, if time. I said, like, if today I was like, hey, like, I'm ready to book my surgery date. And he says it depends on the surgeon's availability and then the hospital's availability. Okay. But it's been typically around four to six weeks. So were you thinking timeline wise that potentially this could be scheduled by like end of April, beginning of May? Like, is that kind of your timeline or what's your the reality I mean, of your timeline? If well, everything goes to I have plan. a work trip the first week in May, so it can't be. So maybe like mid to the end of May. I mean, I ideally would love it to be, wait, what are we? We're about to start March. We're starting March this week. I feel like it could happen in April, maybe. So awesome. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm being hopeful. But I was, but before you all this, know, I was thinking June, so, so. So while they tell you four to six weeks, there's also things you can say where they're like, oh, we do have an opening. So saying things like, oh, my wedding's in October, but yeah. I also have this work trip. Like, they and might the be able people to squeeze could bail, you in. People yeah. could get sick, so they don't... Like, there's so many things that could go into things, so... Uh, so many things that could go into things. Um, <laughs> and you so, said you've already talked to your boss. Your boss knows about this. Do yeah, have- she's prepped to know that, like, this is something that is going on, and so... I'm so excited for you. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad you finally got more answers this week, and it sounds like... You're checking things off of your list this week. And yep. the next time we have an episode, you guys might have even more information. Hopefully. Yeah. So I'm thinking a lot. I have to do a lot on my end this week, but I'm hoping by the end of the week, they'll bounce it back to the insurance. And then, of course, the insurance takes their time doing what they do. Yep. But um, my goal is to call the insurance. I'm going to do my own due diligence and just like chat with the insurance company and be like, hey, one of your people told me this. Like, can you just confirm this? Can you let my... And I maybe... Get them in contact with my surgeon's office. I don't know. So 
So exciting. Yeah. So happy for you. Thank you. Um, let's do some Bedwed Dead. Bedwed Dead. What's what's the episode? What's the episode topic? This week we got a listener who sent in microwave, air fryer, coffee maker. All right. So appliance edition. Appliance edition um, for bed. I chose the air fryer for bed because the air fryer, you can be slutty with an air fryer. You can put some pretty slutty things in the air fryer <laughs> and make them not as slutty. So we are But that's why to... I want to marry it. <sighs> I want a lifetime of delicious, amazing, like. But I'm... some things you need in your life more and maybe we need something more than this and we just need to, um express ourselves sexually in a, <laughs> what? in a slutty way with the air fry. I mean, you can make some mean French fries <laughs> and chicken wings and some slutty shit in that air fryer. And we are and going to bed with the air fryer. So I who, want that all the time. So who are you going to bed with? Coffee maker. Okay, why? I love it. I don't know. I just... But if you love it, why don't you marry it? Because I love my air fryer more. Okay, so you love Although, it. Although, which is weird because I don't use... But I don't use my air fryer as much because I don't like it on the counter. So it's not like my air fryer is not accessible. I need to make it more accessible because I'm not going to lie. There's times I want to use it, but I'm too lazy to pull it all out. Well, that sounds like sex sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, that's why, maybe that's why you're not going to bed. And then uh, who are we marrying? It sounds like we're marrying the opposite. I'm marrying the coffee maker because I need I need that shit in my life. Yeah, and it I sounds like you need that shit in your buy, life, but sometimes you don't want to put it out. But I can buy coffee in other ways. That's true. You can go to Starbucks for that. Yeah, and I could, or yeah, I don't know. I, I buy a bottle of iced coffee. Like I don't care. That's true. And we're killing off the microwave because the microwave. What my what movie was that from? Micro, microwave or whatever. I have no idea what you're talking about. <sighs> I can't remember. Just bear with me. Um. <laughs> Is it like the 1980s? Like, I know people that don't even own a microwave these days. So, well, it was funny. When we were shopping for appliances, they were asking us, like, because I'm like, I would love, I see these nice, they're like, have you seen the microwave drawers? Oh, yeah. They look like a drawer. You, like, pull it out and you, like, put it in and stuff. Like, and I, like, love it. And they're so expensive. And I, but I'm like, honestly, I want my microwave to be, like, low and hidden, like, but I honestly do not need to spend a bunch of money on it. No. I was like, Jeff and I use the pot the microwave once a month like we literally make it use it to make popcorn yeah i like, like it's all or maybe I what i need to make if i need to melt butter for something i'm baking or i something. use it to reheat things and that's it but i don't I cook never, with it i never reheat anything yeah like that oh i guess i do use it for uh trader joe's rice so my ex-sister-in-law actually messaged me on instagram last night because we i think we had just shared our um flavor of the week or something or somebody had shared the Trader Joe's soup soup dumplings with us. And we're like, oh, they were right. These are so good. And so she messaged me and she's like, oh my God, I bought the Costco ones you guys were talking about. And she's like, but I don't have a microwave and there's no other way you can cook them. You can't air fry them or anything. So she's like, I'm giving them to you. And so I messaged her and I'm like, well, does your office have a microwave? And yeah. I'm like, if your office has a microwave, then make it there. And she's like, no, my office. So she's like, I'm giving them to you. And I was like, oh. so she, and it's funny because ever since I've known her, she's never had a microwave. Like she does not cook in a microwave. Interesting. Yeah, I literally, so I guess, okay, so I guess I do use them for the dumplings too. You're reminding me that I do use it more than I think, but not enough where I need to spend like you could money on it. Right. Like you could like figure shit out. Like I could not, 
live without an air fryer and a coffee maker at the expense of having a microwave. Like I could live without a microwave at the expense of having those other yeah, things. Yeah, because there's things that you heat up in the microwave that usually can be heated up other ways. I could make I could buy my Jiffy Pop where I make yep. it over the stove. Like there's definitely things that I use, but I definitely do need one and I do think it helps. Well I'm glad we're on things. the same page about killing that off. Yeah. Um, All right, let's hit it. Flavor of the week. All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is a, don't think I'm going like flashback to 2020, but hand sanitizer is good whatever year we're in. It's good to keep your hand sanitized. We touch some dirty ass shit on a daily basis. Um, (laughs) My flavor of the week is the Touchland hand sanitizer. Ooh, is that this? It's like square. It's square. Yes, it's a mini little spray bottle. It's like watery, not goopy. Like you yeah. know how m- most um, hand sanitizers like goopy. It's like you just a couple squirts and it like dries in your hand kind yeah. of. It's very hydrating. It's a spray. It's not sticky. It smells great. So they have multiple different scents. And again, I'm telling you guys, like I wish. We could have a subscription service that's like Steph's mom's stocking subscription service because my mom <laughs> literally gives the best Maybe stocking. Maybe we ask your mom if she wants to do a subscription box for us. That we'll would do be the so wom- fun. The wom subscription Like twice box, a year or something. And then your mom puts together a box she that sends out to our listeners. would do the best <laughs> subscription boxes. Like, yeah, this we'd is- give her a budget. We'd be like, this is how much you can spend. It's seriously <laughs> amazing. Because at first I was like, oh, hand sanitizer. Like, you're like, cool. I've only had to look at this for three years, like, straight. Like, yeah. another and uh, no it's freaking amazing um it smells great they have multiple flavors they're ten dollars like guess a little more than you'd probably normally want to spend but just to throw in your purse it's the perfect tiny little purse size you throw it in your purse you can spray it it doesn't dry out your hands your hands aren't wet you're not like rubbing them into a napkin or something um i'm obsessed they sell it at like sephora ulta target all those places um, in my opinion, it is a must to keep in your purse or gym bag, and I absolutely love it. I love it so much. I must just like think about it so much because I, <laughs> I don't think I like talk about it that often. I have told Jordan like because I keep it in a drawer at home, and then like I'll always like throw it in my purse or whatever. And so I have talked about it to him, but I feel like I don't talk about it that often to people. Yet the ads come up on my Instagram all the freaking time. And I'm like, I get it. I love you. Like, I use you. That's I funny. have it. I have never seen one, but I bet you have to see one You now. have to. It's, I I've, love it. Um, I don't remember why I got one. Someone must have given it to me or something. I had one once. It's amazing. And then I loved it, and I think I wanted to buy but I don't want to spend $10 on one. It's $10, but it's like, when you think about what you're going to throw in your purse and grab out a restaurant or stuff it, or something, it's like, so much, like, I just feel like it's so much cute, not even cuter, because I guess it doesn't matter if you're cute with hand sanitizer, but it's so much easier just to, like, pull it out and spritz a couple in your hands and rub them together than, like, glopping a thing of $3 hand sanitizer and rubbing it so much that you have to, like, rub it into a napkin because their hands are still wet <laughs> and, like, and it smells good. It doesn't smell alcoholy. Like, it smells yeah. good. Like, I love it. It's so good. All right. Play of the week, Laura. All right, mine is, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, Meisler, Meisler. That's how I would pronounce Meisler, it. Meisler, Meisler, Meisler cleansing water. All right, I think I've officially learned. So I tried this once years ago. I had bought like the Garnier one or something, and I like liked it. Use like I'm just one who would like I'll buy things and then I'll use it for a minute, and then it like gets in the back of a cabinet, and then I forget about it, whatever. So I never like fully committed to it. 
I think I officially think I'm never going back to face wipes again. I was always a big face wipe person. It was always like convenient. I loved it. Like, but I feel like this, I, so I had recently, I had bought some, I don't remember what brand I bought. I used it all. And then now I decided last time to just try the Target brand. Honestly, feels exactly the same. It's almost half the price. I think like all the other brands are at least eight to $10. The Target was like closer to like five. And it just feels less harsh on my face. Like I felt like when I was using my Neutrogena wipes, like my eyelids would hurt like a little burning. I feel like I just never like it felt like it was a little harsh. I hear that they're not great. It takes like extra oils out of your skin that you shouldn't be taking out. Like I hear like they aren't great for you. Um, so now I'm like been using this, which is like a cotton pad. And like, if my face feels so nice, like it just, it feels truly so much cleaner than using a face wipe. I love how out of the loop I can be on beauty stuff sometimes. And I feel like I'm getting more in the loop, but like recently I saw either on Kourtney Kardashian or the Poosh page. I forgot which one. They shared the Meisler. We're probably saying it wrong, but whatever. You guys know I what I think it's Meisler. Meisler water. And she shared like the Garnier Garnier brand. That was and the so, first time I tried it. I used that. And she was like, this is the best, blah, blah, blah. And and then she said something about like, it doesn't matter what brand you buy. Like, do not go buy the Dior brand or whatever the fuck brand is like $50. Like, yeah. it's the same thing regardless of what brand you buy. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to buy it. So I bought a travel size thing of it. Of that same Garnier brand that she tried and I've been using it just with like a cotton round to like take my makeup off and I swear I agree with you wholeheartedly. It makes such a difference. My skin feels so much better when I take off my makeup. Yeah. I feel like I'm not ripping off my eyelashes yep. tra- taking my makeup off. It comes off. off so, your makeup comes off so smooth. Yes. And I just, my face just feels like cleaner. Like it just feels better. So you're an advocate for the Target brand. Yeah, by I the Target. It, so does the Target brand have multiple ones or is it just one? I only saw one. Okay. I don't know what the di- what are the differences of them. So I bought the pink one because I'm drawn to pink of the Garnier, and then I posted it on social media a while ago, and everybody messaged me, and they're like, for makeup removal, like make sure you buy the blue one. So I'm not sure what's in. Maybe there's more of like a makeup removal ingredient or something in the blue one. Huh. But I was like, I haven't used enough yet to need to buy another one. But um, apparently the blue one's better. I don't know. But if there's a Target brand one, too, that's even cheaper than that, yeah, I'm it, definitely Yeah, it's the big willing. old bottle, but it's almost half the price. And so. even Kourtney Kardashian said there's, they're all the same. All right. Stop if Kourtney buying, said it, then... Then it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm, like, super happy with it. And I've been using it, like, religiously now for the last, like, couple of months. So Love it. Uh, do you got a quote for us? I do. Um, someday you will be healed, whole, and ready to try again. And when you are, the love you will be. Hold on. When Start you over. are, someday. <laughs> Jesus, we've had some wine. We have um, had a lot of wine. <laughs> someday you will be healed, whole, and ready to try again. And when you are, the love will be so much greater and more fulfilling because it's everything you deserve. And the credit for that goes to the Instagram page, Writing to Inspire. And I just thought for our two-year anniversary, is that, quote, just not the story of both of our lives and where we've ended up with everything we deserve when it comes to love and relationships in our life? I love it. It's great. (sighs) Makes me so happy. It's it's a great one. Thank you for sharing. And, um, yeah, I just want to thank you guys all. You guys have all been here since day one, supporting us on this journey for the past two years. Um, and thank you to everyone who's come along along the way and found us in the last two years as well. Without all of you guys, we couldn't keep doing this week after week. 
And um, we actually had a lot more we wanted to talk about this episode, but we realized we've already been talking for like an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes almost, so we're well, going to... bonus episode. Like, our actual, actual anniversaries in two days. So on this Friday, do a little bonus. Tune in, fr- tune in two days from now. Yeah, so we'll do a little fun Q&A uh, bonus episode. Definitely won't be as long, but we thought we'd do a little fun bonus for you. Yeah. Ya. And we'll bring that to y'all Friday. Friday. So, but thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have a moment, please go rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod and join our private Facebook groups. Just search Club Wine Over Matter. If you love what you heard, share this week's episode on your socials and don't forget to tag us. We'll be waiting for you next Wine Wednesday with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers.